Welcome to Low Standards and Pours, Friday, January 21st, about 11 minutes after 8 Eastern Standard Time. Great to have you guys all listening in. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, El Carpe. Where hey, you I got some pump things. Pump up the volume. What do you got? This, this is pump up the volume. And I don't know if you caught the needle drop at the very beginning. This is a vinyl version. 12-inch single. Interesting. Interesting. Apparently, Mars is short of women, and they need them. And that is that. But um, I got to tell you these two things real quick. Yeah, go right ahead. Fade that out. Because uh, it's time to start the show. And this is going to be fun and goofy and crazy. Without further ado, it's time to start running! And then we're going to do this. So chain up the doors and light the ceiling on fire. It's time for Shark Party. (laughs) That's good. That's good. It's and just time to finish my party. yeah. I gotta Go finish ahead. my my intro. I, I forgot. We are broadcasting just outside from Detroit Rock City, one of the best cities in the United States. No, in the world. In the world. That's it. Yeah. That's all I want to say. Anyways, you know, what else you got? I love this one. It's time to start running. Where does that come from? That is from The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, hey, I gotta I warn you. Go ahead. Yeah, you didn't miss much. It, well, there's great lines from it and all that other stuff. But uh, I gotta warn you. I think I'm losing my voice. Are you? Yeah, I. Um, you said you had the crud for a little while. I had the crud, and it wasn't the the COVID. It was just regular crud. Oh. My uh, my body just said, "I'm tired of this shit, and I'm not moving anymore, and I'm not doing anything, and." Um, well, you know, basically it was just telling me kind of this. Actually, I'd like to join you, but I have class tonight. How about tomorrow night? I have class then, too. I'll tell you what, then. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? <laughs> um, my body had no class. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been just, going around. I, a lot of people are picking up uh, different things, and I can't tell you how many people I know that have got COVID twice. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and- I haven't knock on tomato paste, but I haven't gotten yeah. it once once, and I'm hoping I don't. Yeah. Um, I keep being told that uh, you know, with the double shot and the booster, that you know, I'm pretty much going to be okay. Yeah. But you know, I'm still doing all the right things and wearing the mask and and keep washing your toes. Keep you know with um, hydrogen peroxide and and um, hydrogen fluoride, but you yeah, know, the, all the all the things that you're supposed to do. Right. Um, <laughs> please folks do not listen to us for medical <laughs> no it's, it's actually it's it seems like this would be the right time since we're talking about disease and sickness yeah um, the law offices jameson walker statler and waldorf have advised everyone that excessive exposure to the show has caused the following in test groups some people have caught, had changes in behavior hostility agitation depressed moods and suicidal thoughts or actions while listening to or after listening to this show some people have had allergic skin reactions like rashes hives 
itching, red or irritated skin. If you notice swelling of the glands or testicles, please stop listening right away. This show may cause excessive pain from flatulence or constipation. With prolonged exposure, occasional erectile dysfunction may occur. Use caution when driving or operating heavy machinery. Talk to your doctor to see if listening to this show is right for you. Well, it explains where everybody went. Right, no kidding. But um, <laughs> seriously, that's because uh, we've got um, – We've got to make sure that uh, no one actually listens to us for anything that's officially uh, important. Um, yeah. So the other thing that we're going to do, um, I've noticed that uh, Iman Mohid has joined us. And stick around. It's going to get silly. But um, we were talking, right, Eric, that uh, whenever somebody new joins us, we're going to do something fun. Yeah. I was waiting for you to, to fire that thing up. Well, this is it. This Plug is it our, in. This is our welcome. I am Paul Brucho. So, hopefully, yeah. did that even come across? It, it, it does, but it, it doesn't have the, the effect I think we're looking for. All right. Well, we have to come up with something else. Yeah, I'm going to find, uh, let's see. How about if I did this every time Maybe someone you. joins us? Because, um, like, Jill's joined us. Oh, well, hold on. Maybe mom wears the meatballs or meatloaf. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, this is. Uh, the, 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 I had this one especially set aside for uh, when Jill joins us. Yeah, what's up, Jill? Maybe uh, Jill and and another lady would join us. Two of our our favorite friends, and I would just play this one for you. Uh, I go. Would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde, and I take the one in the table. <laughs> Funny. You, know, you gotta put some Ghostbusters ones on there or something. Oh, uh, there's always a bunch of whatever. Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers. So I got a story for you. Yeah, tell me, because you know we're, <clears throat> we're just dicking around. This is gonna be fun, and we're gonna throw out goofy shit. So yeah, so I'm gonna shut up. It's 11:30 at night. A couple nights ago, okay. and I'm just getting ready for bed. Don't. And do uh, yeah, the phone rings. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a seven one eight number. So oh, it's seven three four seven one eight. It's local to so it's a Verizon number. I, I knew that. Right. And I'm right. like somebody's somebody you know somebody's got the wrong number. You know they're calling me eleven thirty at night. I, I who knows. So I let it go to voicemail. You assume it would go to voicemail, and um, and it did. And uh, I checked the voicemail. It's my neighbor, my mom's neighbor, three doors down. And it's my mom, Eric. Somebody broke into the house. Uh, come come to the come to the the neighbor's house ASAP. Oh man! And I'm like, what? So I, you know, put my shoes on. I, I was still dressing all right. So I put my uh, my jacket on, buzz down there, you know, like uh, Starsky and Hutch style. Mm-hmm. And um, I get there, the cops are there already, blah blah. And they are walking out of the house when I got there, and they said everything's okay. Doesn't look like anybody's been here. And the cop looks at me and he's like, "How old's your mom?" Oh no! And I'm like, um, she's 82. And uh, he's like looking at his partner, looking at me and kind of looking back at his partner. And he's like, do you think she might be losing it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, th- I think she might be. You know, we were all kind of having a little bit of a laugh about it. So I went down to the neighbors. Apparently, mom got up in the middle of the night. Okay. Or got up at around 11, 15. Um, she, she carries a flashlight around with her for God knows why. She said she was walking down the hall. And, Self-defense. Yeah. And she saw an image in the kitchen. Okay. So she said she ended up walking towards that image and went out the garage 
went to the neighbor's house, rang the doorbell, nobody answered. It went down to the neighbor's house, two doors, two doors down from them, because she has like the next door neighbors to them. Right. And uh and got somebody let her in. Uh <clears throat> no shoes on, no socks, no pants. 82-year-old uh, woman walking around with her underwear. Is, was she wearing a, a muumuu or something? <laughs> no. Did she have a robe on? No, the police brought her brought her pants down, apparently. She doesn't really remember all that well. Oh. She was sleepwalking because oh, we figured no. out. I go, Mom, you know, I said, um, you know, you wouldn't have walked towards the person that was in your house. You would have probably went back in the bedroom and called somebody. She didn't even call me. She just went to the neighbor's house. So I knew she was out of it. Yeah. But anyways, that is I, no maybe fun. that's not such a funny story. But um, be if you guys have got elderly parents, just be be aware of them and their habits. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, so I mean, since we're that was talking, my Wednesday. I mean, oh, that's yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess that wasn't as funny as I kind of thought it might be. But well, it, it's well, it's scary. It is. It is, it is actually comical. Yeah. Because you know, everything everybody's fine, mom's okay, and it's fine. But yeah, it's still it's a little scary too because all right, well, here's the steps that are gonna be happening. I can tell you exactly what's gonna be happening. I, I know what's going on. Because I yeah. went through I went through it with my mom. Yeah. But thankfully she lived upstairs from my brother and when she was walking around at eleven o'clock at night with you know, just her underwear and in a sweatshirt right um, she was only walking down the stairs <laughs> right right she was still within her home yeah know? i wasn't mean to bring the podcast down by any means <laughs> no no and i'm gonna Anyways. take the podcast back up because I, yeah. I i have this breaking news yeah what do you got breaking news here in south park tom cruise and john travolta still will not come out of the closet <laughs> i wonder if we're, whoever spread the rumor that those two guys were gay it doesn't matter. Or they bet for the other team. It know? doesn't matter. They're just goofy. Yeah. I like goofy. I told you about uh, Mickey Mouse, right? No. I did tell you about Mickey Mouse. Uh, he no. was actually uh, in with his lawyer trying to get a divorce from Minnie. And his lawyer's like, dude, I don't understand why, you know, just because you think she's crazy, you want to divorce her? And Mickey's like, no, man, I, I want to divorce her because she's fucking goofy. Ah, you know what? That's horrible. Don't laugh. I was watching the news today briefly because I hate the news, but I was watching Scary. anyways. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much Adele makes per show in Vegas? Uh, $18.6 billion. No, per show. It was kind of dumb there, John. No, I agree. It was a dumb Per joke. show. 120000 Two million bucks a show. A show. Lady Gaga makes a million per show. I think... Uh, what the hell's her face from uh, Canada? Uh, I've been playing there for like 10 years now. Husband passed away. He was an older guy, older gentleman. Um, thin lady from Canada, Montreal area, Quebec. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Who did the, yeah. uh, the, yep. the soundtrack for Deadpool 2? Yeah. Um, Canadian legend. Good old what's her name? Whose name I cannot remember because we're in her show and why would I remember anything? Well, yeah, exactly. It's not Shania it, Twain, but it's uh, Celine Dion. I, Celine Dion, right? Yeah, um, she has a contract for how was it seven hundred seven hundred eighty million for no three hundred some million for a couple years, I think it is. 
per every two years. It's like un- unreal. unreal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, like a million dollars a day. That's Jesus. ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, just so everybody knows as they join in, uh, you're going to get the Frau Bluka. Who? Whenever you, for the new people that have joined in, they got the Frau Bluka. Tickets for 900 bucks. 900 for bucks. For Adele? She's got, I mean, she's got good voice, but she's not that much freaking talent. I I wouldn't spend nine hundred bucks to see <laughs> see an orange president. A what? An orange president. Oh, I don't, I don't know. That's a yeah. lot of money. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. As if. Bill. Yeah, we. Bill and I are. We'll take you I'm, there. I'm rolling in the dirt. <laughs> nine hundred. Where are we at? We're we're ballers. For nine hundred bucks a ticket, I expect nudity. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected a little bit more than nudity, but anyways, uh, um, it is what it is. So, um, what's what's our story tonight? What are we talking about? Since I I played drop the, the needle, drop the needle with the uh, the volume. What were you doing when you were up. when you were listening to this song? Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, I was in college. What were you doing? I was pumping up the volume, dance, put the needle in the records dancing i did put, put the needle, needle on the record because last i heard that uh you know mars needed women yeah so um what year officially did the long vinyl long play record come out do you think uh you remember approximately like a 12 inch single uh no like a regular you know um regular vinyl 33 record? 33 and a half rpm uh, you know, third long play regular old record um, that is terms. a great question, and I'm going to say um, there were 78s, like back in the, the 70s when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, my dad had 78s, we had 45s, and we had 33 in the thirds. Mm-hmm. So we had we had all all types. And was pl- plenty of 78s and stuff before this year. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know the answer right. Yeah, I'm just kind of so, looking up some trivia. So, we're so, not so I'm, fucking I'm boring. I'm, I'm going to guess. Who, <laughs> someone else, start typing some answers in there. See if and, people can guess and see. Yeah, what and who going. invented it? I'm going to say um, I have no idea who invented it. Mr. It's not R. It's not REM. RCA. Yeah. yeah. RCA did come up with it. And yeah, I'll give you this. Um, it was. I think it was the same year that they started putting casinos in at Las Vegas. Uh, I'll tell you a reason why I know that. Close. Close. How close? Uh, 1931. Mm. Yeah. That's when the first 33 long play record came out. The ones that the ones that we know that, you know, came in the, you know, whatever. Regular think, records. Yeah. Regular record sleeve with the, right. the sleeve and all that, whatever. However you want but to when, it. How, how old are 78s? Because those things were made. Oh, out God. Of, I don't know. There's so much those information were made out of car tires, records. Man. Those yeah, things. I was flipping through here. I was like, geez. Oh, so when you came up with this idea, which was a great idea to talk about records, um, I remember, at, and this brings up about 17 different topics. Yeah. But the Hamtramck Music Festival last year, that was like right in that mini lull between the COVIDs um, before Delta came out, um, the, the, one of the sponsors for the Hamtramck Music Festival was a guy at, oh man, I, I typed it, I wrote it down because I knew I'd forget. Um, uh, oh, geez, now where is it? Um, 
It's a record store in Gross Point, and he sponsored. Mm. Oh, of course, I don't have it on this one. Um, well, it's got to be like a repeat the beat, or it's got to be like no. uh, records, whatever. It's got to be something. Just a, a little joint. So now Yeah, I'm but I'm saying it's got to be like a play on words, right? There's got to be like a no, it wasn't vinyl. Is it like discount records? Is it no um, vinyl records? Gross Point Park. I can always substitute for rhythm. Uh, ripe, ripe records. Oh, all right. Um, and this is it. Ripe records uh, sponsored. It, it put a. a bunch of money down and sponsored and they got a table uh at the 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 ticket sales office and you know got to he got to sit there and talk to people and promote his business and this is a guy who just loves records and he's got a basement full of records a house full of records and then he's got this store and he buys and sells records yeah yeah and he's got a website and it's ripe as an r-i-p-e records detroit Huh. Uh, they're in Gross Point Park. Um, he runs limited hours because it's so more or less a hobby for him. And I was checking out some prices, and most of the records, actual 12-inch, 33-and-a-third records are, you know, 20 to 35 bucks a piece. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, the part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic. Yeah. Because it's, and you, you and I both know. It's more than just playing the record, right? Well, yeah. Oh, so tell a, me, because it's a pastime. It, there's something about it's an experience. Yeah, there's something about going to the record store, spending half a day out there searching for maybe one, two, three of the albums that you wanted, and you had no idea what you were getting. You know, right? Kind of like a box of chocolates, and um, <laughs> sort of like. But anyways, you've, you have yeah, seen like, movies. You've seen movies. <laughs> I know you have. But you know, remember school kids? I mean, the only one I, the one I always went to was school kids, kids records. records. Ann Arbor, yeah, yeah, out in Ann Arbor, um, and I could spend a whole day out there just flipping through records. Not quite a whole day, but I probably could, but a half a day. Um, and I would pick, you know, maybe something obviously something I haven't heard and something I heard about. And um, if they didn't have it, they would order it for you. You'd go back and get it, and then you bunch of guys would sit around, maybe women too, um, and you would uh, whatever have some beers or smoke some cigarettes or some other funny stuff and listen to songs all day long. Yeah. You know, and that's what you did. It and was see, like, for me, know. for me in college, I had, I only had probably about 200 records like LPs. Right. And like in the first year I was there, I took all my LPs and all my CDs. I probably had maybe a hundred CDs. Cause it was, you know, 86 yeah. is, is end of 86, early 87 transitioning. It was transitioning to CDs, and I had a CD player and a record player and two cassette decks, and I would, I would just play music all day long. Yeah, and you know, listen. But you know, the second and third year, I would like it was so much easier to carry the CDs around. But there was there was so much missing from that flipping, like you said, flipping through the record. Yeah, you, know, you got a you got a crate full of records, and you kind of flip through. Oh yeah, I want to listen to this one. You pull it up and you pull it out the sleeve and you set it down and you drop the needle and, and, and you would you would take that little wood block with that like with the um, little red foamy yeah you'd spray a little, little bit of like alcohol on it the little and then you'd yeah. let the yeah you get all the dust off it mm-hmm. i mean you treat those records like they were kids oh you yeah know? 
and I mean, you know it better than I do. Um, cause I didn't always, you know, do that part, but there, there's a, there's a methodology, a method, methodology, myth, yeah, mythology. There's, there's a way to do it. And, mm-hmm. and it just, it, and there's a, spe- there's a specific sound that comes out of a record that doesn't come out of the remastered. And I wanted to play this for you because, and actually, <laughs> um, I wanted to do this for you. A cement I, testicle. Oh, you like that? Well, she was asking if you had a glass eye. I told her I had a glass eye. I told her my cousin shot it out back when I was a kid. (laughs) And my my nickname was Captain Arno. What did I say? (laughs) Go ahead. Captain Hook or something. You are are such a contrarian. You You know, as as sweet as you are, you're still a pain in my ass. (laughs) It's it's just like, how do I, I sometimes, I, as long as I've known you, I still have a hard time figuring out when the hell are you serious and why are you just dicking with me? And, I know. And, it's and that, quite it's frankly, most of, the, most of the time, you're always dancing on the, you. gr- the gray light, <laughs> dancing on the fence of dicking with me. It's just uh, whatever, man. It's, now I know you are. Or maybe I think I know you are. I have no clue. Yeah, no, I always but, have. Um, the, so what I used to do, because I, I had um, early on, I had bought a uh, mixing board. So I could, it was a four channel mixing board. So I could plug in, it was just a simple, uh, it ran on the RCA cords, not the quarter yeah. inch. Um, and I could plug in my record player, uh, CD player and a cassette deck. And I could take um, the record player and the CD player and play them both at the same time and mix a CD and mix the tape. So, was, you know, everything okay. was all about making tapes, but I, I loved taking, and here's the fun part. This is great because I had a couple of albums, including, um, a, uh, echo and the Bunnyman yeah. album that I had on vinyl. And I also had on CD. Now the thing yeah. is the CD is a consistent, perfect tempo. The, right. the device that plays the CD plays it exactly every time the same way. Whereas a record, um, the, there's, there's a certain lag there's, there's drag because there's cables yeah. and wires and stuff. And it's all almost imperfect and imperfect, but because, perfect in a certain way. Because it's a mechanical device as opposed yeah. to a digital device. Right. And when you play a record, it's just like it, like in a 16th or a 32nd of a tempo shy of what the actual tempo is on a cd and so i i took and i put i played the songs just from the beginning right exactly and it was the exact i can hear your uh music in the background you gotta turn the tv down mine Um, yeah god that's on my that's a tv in the other room i'll have to go turn down here in a second yeah but so anyways um it's coming through your microphone's awesome yeah here i'm gonna close the door all right. Um, so the the cool thing is is it um, I would play them both at the same time, and at a certain point the the CD would pass the record, it would, and it would it would really? take like a minute and a half to three minutes almost for it to pass the record because it was just a, in the way the consistency of the the speeds of the things spinning and all that shit it was crazy. But there the one um uh it, oh maybe it was psychedelic furs 
it, no, I, I don't know. Echo or psychedelic first. So just a One fraction, probably a fraction per revolution quicker. Right. And so I played both songs simultaneously. Yeah. And there was a part where they, the, the, it was, there was like a double beat. Yeah. Cause it was just like an eighth of a second off or a 16th off. And so it was boom, 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 boom for a yeah. single beat in the song. And then the CD caught up to it and there was like a doubling of the wave and it caused this sound, this ex doesn't exist anywhere except on this cassette that I have somewhere in my house where right. uh, the, it just, and it was like this overarching, like a jet flying over and it was right at the right point. And it was, I, I think it was an echo in the Bunnyman song. Um, Cause that's what I listened to back then, like a lot. And it yeah. just overpowered the whole thing. And then, towards the end of the song it was doing the double beats again because the the cd had caught up and passed the the record and then there was doing a quick double beat and it's just the coolest thing ever but if you listen to like this is bella lugosi's dead on vinyl and you know it, oh, you're not gonna be able to hear it so well through this but there's a crackle yeah there's a little crackle it, it's purpose it's purposely done I'm well, sure, but it's a, it's it's the vinyl. Yeah, well, it has a certain. It's got to be recorded that way, though. You know? No, it comes up with it that way. Huh? Um, and then so, the difference. That you ever you ever wonder how an actual needle works from a from a phonograph? I have often wondered how that works so what so you here, here's it is right in layman's here yeah here it is in layman's terms you can let that go okay. uh a stylus touches the top of the record and okay. rides around the disc picks up vibrations that are sent to the cartridge which then converts them in electronic signals these signals are then sent to an amplifier which converts the signals back to sound through the speakers that's it in layman's terms that's crazy yeah. Yeah. So, I can't hear the I can't hear the crackle, but I get it though. I can well, hear. Well, you can't hear the crackle clear. necessarily right now because I'm yeah. playing both at the same time. Wasn't there a cereal that used to crackle? might have been hold on i'm trying to catch him up here we go they're not um they're not timed correctly so i gotta figure it out when he starts singing i'll be good what's up j-lo oh nice J-Lo is finally with us. Yeah, what was Snap, Crackle, Pop? Oh, that, that was, was um, Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Yeah. yeah. So this is what I was talking about. You kind of hear a little echo there? Yeah. I don't know how well you know Bella Lugosi's Dead. This is a great song. But I'm playing two versions of it at the same time. The album version on the record and the remastered version. Really? And they're just... You can hear that double beat. Yeah. That consistent tempo with the little um, the drum beat. The tack, 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 tack. That's not supposed to be like that. 
it's them both playing at the same time. And this is the kind of crap that I used to do just for shits and giggles. You hear the echo in his voice? So they're both playing at the same time. Well, it says the earliest rotation speed is very considerably, but from 1900 to 1925, most records are recorded 74 to 82 revolutions per minute. What happened now? I said the earliest rotation speeds varied consistent, or I'm sorry, considerably, but from 1900 to 1925, most records were recorded at 74 to 82. Mm-hmm. And that's where 78. When the 20s, yeah, when the 20s is when 78 got more popular. Yeah. But uh, the, the piece of furniture that we used to have that was a record player, yeah. Back in the 70s, would play 78s, 33s, and a thirds, and 45s. Those were yeah. the three speeds it had. For some reason, I thought there was another speed. 70, no, uh, 33, 45. 33, 45, 78. No, I think there was just a three, now that I think about it. Don't make me think. That hurts. Well, there probably was way back before... Uh... Our, our yeah. grandparents' existence. Well, this is my dad's record player, and it was—it it was seriously a piece of furniture. It was the record yeah. player oh, yeah. that yeah. stored records on either side, next to the speakers, and the centerpiece was—you slide open on top. It was like a, um, like a buffet. Yeah, and you, yeah. You'd slide the things across the top, and you could reach in and grab a record. And then slide it further over in the middle, and you'd play the record. And it yeah, would my come friend out Brendan, the speakers that were built in. His parents uh, had one of those, and I remember going over there, and he bought the record. Uh, I love a rainy night by. Uh, oh yeah, um, remember that guy? He's kind of a country guy. Night. Yeah, and I remember we used to listen to that over yeah, that and over and over again. Somebody tell us who we're talking about. Uh, Jill, name. little help. Eddie Rabbit. Yeah, yeah Eddie Rabbit. There you go. Popped right out See? of my skull. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what else we got in, in store for tonight? I don't know. So, you got a couple of songs. Go ahead. Yeah. Why don't you rip up a couple of those songs? And I'm, I'm going to. Well, so, I don't know. You, like I said, it's hard to tell because it's now caught up to it. And they're almost right on top of each other. But there's like an extra little echo in there. But this is a song that has that anyway. Um, so I'm going to get rid of Bauhaus. I'm going to fade this out. There you go. How do you Good like that? Out. Bella Lugosi's dead. Um, but no, I loved doing that stuff where I'd play the record and the CD at the same time and try and match them up. And, right, right, and reproduce some kind of crazy thing. You had sent me a couple things. You yeah. want to talk about one of yours? You know, I know nothing about him other than Aerosmith, uh, big ten inch oh, yeah. record. Oh. 
this is a fun song. Yeah, this goes out to Jill. There you go. That the cement. A song dedicated to you. <laughs> Idaho Jill. Idaho Jill. Eric and his big cement testicles. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey, John Gates joined us. Gail, John Gale. I can't read. Yeah, you know what I have terrible. to do when someone joins us? I have to do this. What's up, John Gale? I'm gonna pause that for a second because we got new people. And you know yeah. what happens when new people I show up? Yeah, that sounds horrible. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're trying new shit. Yeah. Hey, if you don't like Gale. it, then whatever. Don't expect any more. Right. Chew on my big 10-inch. <laughs> yeah. Record. Uh, yeah, record. The big 10-inch record. This is from Toys in the Attic. This is Aerosmith's big 10-inch. But this is the... That was, this is that, the was a good, that was a good album. Yeah, and the, this is the actual record playing and there's there's a certain clarity to it when you listen to the cd it it, it takes all the the hiss out of it it takes the, yeah. the high end out and it kind of muffles it you know i pulled a couple um, of mine where i i have both like i, I played the fellow the ghost is dead you can't really tell but there's another one here which you might get a kick out of this might be the one that will give you, oh, Jesus, shut up, woman. Um, dog barking? Sure. No, he's not barking. But here, I'm going to do Leech, this. Man. Yeah, Frau Bluka. That's a good short song. So I faded that out. What I was going to do is, um, oh, that's a good one that you picked up too. But this is, um, this is, you know, this song. Everybody yeah. knows this one. So this is the remastered version. Okay. And it's, it's nice. It's clear. It's clean. Listen to his voice. Yeah, what do they do exactly when they remaster it? Well, they take a lot of the hiss out. That it? And there's there's a lot of well they, there's they a lot de -hiss of it. They dehiss it. There's actually a device called the dehisser. Yeah. Uh, it's made out of plastic and concrete, like your testicles. And um, thank you. You're welcome. It basically no, I don't know what the hell they do. It they just clean it up and it says, make it. Something. The mastering is the process of making a new master. For an right. album, film, or any other creation, the process of creating a digital transfer of an analog tape remasters the material in the digital domain, even if no equalization, compression, or other processing done is is, is done to the material. I don't know that means. Okay, so this is the vinyl, and it's it's Sounds really better. it is. It there is a. Um, it's got more depth to it. There's, there's like extra highs. There's just something to it. And so what I'm going to do next is I'm going to play... Is it the way our ears are trained? It, I don't know. I'm going to play... But there's something more crisp about it. 
I don't know. It's the way I remember listening to music. Yeah, and that's like like we've said from the beginning. There's there's something nostalgic about playing it on a record and spinning that record. It just seems using a little the, bit more dramatic. I don't know what it is. I do. So yeah, you're right. John Gale's exactly correct. It's a little warmer sounding. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, there's That's there's something to, to it. it. Hey, we've yeah. had a couple of new people join us. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to come up with something else. Yeah. Sounds like an old dying horse. Well, it's, that's the whole point of Frau Blue. <laughs> you want something else? I'll give you something yeah, else. Yeah, give me something else. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> we got some new people. <laughs> you like that better? Yeah, it's a lot better. Crazy. I love. Thanks it. for Thanks joining, for joining us. <laughs> Yeah, don't leave too soon. We, we love when new people join us. <laughs> yeah, and not leave. Right. Oh, geez, like, these guys. Who the hell are these guys? Asses. Right. Jesus. Uh, Talk about a shitty yeah, podcast. Exactly. So here, I'm going to play this one, and <laughs> Go you're going to tell me if it's the remastered or if it's. Oh the... no, that's definitely the album. Well, wait a minute. And then it's the. Um, it's listen, the. Listen. What. What was that? Here, listen. This is the best part. It's that very tiny little needle hit the record. Oh, see, I guessed it already. Yeah, you could tell it, it does. It's like Johnson's. It's a, there's a warmer sound to it. Yeah. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for liking the show. We we dig it. So this is the uh, vinyl version. It, it it's very subtle. And you know you got to know and love the song to get the difference. Yeah, um, you have to. But that's care. why. I, well, yeah, and that's why I played "Best Friends Girl" because I know a lot of people like that song. Yeah, it's got something to it. You're exactly right, John. So I mean, really, why are we talking about this, Eric? What's the deal? Know. Why? Why it's is vital so it's cool? It's a pastime that's gone. It's coming back slowly. I mean, it's kind of back. Uh, yeah, I don't know how big it's going to get, but there's something to be said about hanging out with friends, opening up a new record, and um, and playing and it, just and giving just it a listen, out listening to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And most of the records had liner notes on the sleeve, on the either on the inside it's, it's, or on the outside, on the back. It's kind of like going out for a movie, you know. You kind of you get kind of a little experience. bit, you know. Yeah, you know, you you buy um, your your popcorn, your pop, whatever, chocolate. I don't know whatever you get. You know, you kind of prepare for it. Same idea, you know. And the thing is, is you you can't really fast forward. You kind of had to listen to the whole first side, or if not, you just you just stopped it. But pick up the needle and drop it. Out yeah, the today next you could just you know you could buy one song, you just listen to it, go to another right. another group, listen to that. There's there's no. Well, when I bought this album, the this is the, kind of gone. This is the, the Soul Mining is the name of the album. This is Uncertain Smile from that album. And this is the vinyl version we're listening to, which is the better one. When I bought this album, I had to listen to every song. I, I bought it for two songs. Yeah. But I dropped the needle at the beginning. That was the first song that was the one that I wanted. And then the fourth song was the one that I wanted. And I listened to all the way through. 
on the first side, and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I wonder what the other side is. And then right, you just right. turn it over, and it's like, oh my god, it was great. And this is Uncertain Smile is the fourth song on the. And this is this was the main reason I bought this one. Uh, the, actually, it was the second song. This is the day uh, was the other one, but I had to listen to them all. And, but you put it on, and you go, oh, you get a full feeling of how the band is. Right, right. You know, and and as music lovers, you and I, it's not so much just the one song that you like. It's like, what's the band telling me? What's the message? What's the music telling me? Like, how does it make me feel? And again, how does it make me feel is exactly the reason back to the very beginning of why we started this show. Tell the story, I dare you. Yeah, hold on one second. So um, what year did the CD come uh -oh. out? The CD? Yep. The compact disc, 1981. Yes. Close. Uh, 1982. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and I know I bought, I have some CDs from 1983. Um, and this is Jules Holland playing the uh, piano here. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have some CDs from 1983 that were classical music. Uh, oh, which yeah. was pre predominantly what was first come out on CD was classical music because of the high quality and there was no interference there was no hiss it was it was there was a certain clarity in classical music that you want which CDs gave you and I've got a couple of Beethoven CDs and uh, Rossini and Tchaikovsky uh, right. London Symphony Orchestra doing those guys and it's just like phenomenal sound because you can pick out every instrument very easily with the CD yeah. but again there's something about the record that it's just drop the needle and play yep, and, yep. Just... and there was an art form to it I was just watching somebody give a demonstration on how to place the needle on the record remember if you weren't paying attention you could drop the needle or it might skip over a couple of a couple yeah. of lines, you know, or grooves. Yeah. Um, I got another one for you. What year do they phase out eight tracks in the retail stores? In the retail stores? Yeah. Basically, what year do they stop selling them? Uh, for the most think. part. For the most part. Um, I am going to say, let's see, I would have been eighth grade, 90, 81, 82. I'm going to say 84 close like 82 83 mm. yeah that's what it says all right well i was guessing because my buddy uh, the one who opened the bakery that i helped out right years ago um, yeah he had an a-track player in his house and it got to a point i think when we were in seventh or eighth grade we couldn't find eight tracks anymore right for him. he was like yeah i can't get them anymore i'm like dude i've been buying records because I, I didn't i didn't have an eight track player so i was like i got records right right uh, hey we got some more people who joined us really <laughs> holy yeah. shit are they sticking around i don't know but let's see i haven't checked <laughs> how many people uh we'll get one more I'm sorry, I just love that. Um, so um, that what's, was, the biggest, what's the biggest selling vinyl record of all time? Uh, the White Album. No. 
Really? Actually, it's the it's kind of kind of the opposite. Oh, um, is it? Well, I gotta say, a classical or regular? Uh, regular, like pop. Um, a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like when I can actually get stuff right. Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> He's quizzing me. Hey, we got somebody else new who joined us. Who's that? I can't read. I, you know, I haven't on my glasses anymore. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Oh, Amon's back, and then Sasina and one I can't pronounce. Amon Mohead, VRG Bulova. Hey, stick around. It's going to be silly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're getting pretty good at that. Top 10 10 best selling vinyl records for 2020 were as follows Harry Styles' Fine Line, Billy Ellish. Queen, the greatest hits, of course. The Beatles, right. Abbey Road. Um, see, soundtrack, Guardians of the Galaxy. Bob Marley and the Whalers. Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Billy Ellish again. Michael Jackson, Thriller, and Kendrick Lamar. I think okay. Kendrick Lamar, I think, is from Detroit. I think. That's, that's possible. Yeah. That is entirely possible. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was hearing a tidbit. They were saying that out of streaming music today, all the streaming music today, yeah, only five percent of what's listened is new music, is new, new, uh, new, yeah, new recordings. So most it's of it's old, old recordings. Stuff. Yep, yeah. There's more and more people buying up the rights to old music. Yeah, because it's all of us that you know we listen from the '60s all the way up until now. You know, yeah. the market's huge, you know. She keeps and some of us, maybe even the 50s. I don't know. Well, shit, we listen to blues. I mean, that goes back to the 30s, 20s, whatever. Oh, yeah. So this also is vinyl, obviously. You can tell by the clarity. One of my favorite. <laughs> John Gill. Maybe A-Tracks make a comeback like vinyl. I don't think yeah. so, brother. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and, 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 and maybe... Lead glassware will come back too. <laughs> we could all be Romans again. But this is, uh, of course, Killer Queen by Queen. This is the vinyl from Sheer Heart Attack, 1974, uh, which was another great album. But you know, I mean, there, there's just something. Those guitars come out so clear. Yeah. Just, they were one talented band. And yeah, it's, almost it's every crisp... record was entirely different. If you get their collection, you listen to them one after another, they're almost all yeah. different. Yeah. It's crazy. They are one of the most and, talented bands out there. And there they are. But no, I mean, there's a certain crispness. That whole. Right, here we go. Uh, Who is the best selling female band ever? best-selling female band well are the yeah best best-selling girl group in history is the way oh, it um, the ones from England with yeah, uh, the right. spice, spice girls yeah yeah I'm surprised you knew that I didn't think you would know that 
Well, I was going to go Go-Go's, but then I realized the Spice yeah. Girls were huge. Yeah, um, yeah they, they were just flashing the pan. Though. Like they're, They came for a while and they were gone. Four or five years and, you know, yeah. just enough to influence a small per portion of that generation. Um, John Gale says uh, that he read that they're making cassettes again, which, you know, I'm not surprised about. There's a certain, there, there's a certain nostalgia to all of it. And, you know, John, I don't know if you heard me talking before about the stereo setup. I, I spent basically every dollar I had. Go ahead. Um, I spent basically every dollar I had as a college student on music and sound equipment. And uh, it was just I had uh, a record player at one point, two CD players and two tape decks and a mixing board. And yes, I was a DJ for a while because between me and a couple of my buddies, we had probably a thousand records and CDs. Um, and most of it was mine. Uh, John, uh, early 50s. We're just, we're just the right age to know better and to think we know better, but we just don't. Um, you still there? Yeah, as far as I can tell. John was asking how old we are. Yeah, John's mm. fifty-five. He's a, you're you're our you're our type of people, John. Yep. Um, what's uh, what's another what's another good one? You you sent me this one here. Um, Do the Black Pistol Pearl, Pearl Jam. Oh yeah. This is a forty-five from nineteen ninety-four, and I'm watching the thing spin with the needle on the record. This is, I don't know, tell me about this. I was never a big Pearl Jam fan. I'll let it play a little bit in the background. Tell me about this one. I know why nothing about it. it. Yeah, I was just flipping through because of the name. Yeah, and, and it's Pearl Jam. Just going back to that, you know, people, well, Eddie Vedder is probably pretty close to our age now, I'm guessing. Um, uh-huh. And apparently he must have grew up with, with vinyl too. So um, it was just kind of a thing, you know, saying even though Pearl Jam kind of, you know, was a little bit of a newer generation group, um, you can certainly relate to uh, to vinyl, you know. And it's not, you know, vinyl, I'm trying to compare it to something. It's like, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's just a good old pastime. It just was. You know, yeah. you're, remember you're excited to read the liner notes and, you know, Maybe see who maybe did backup singing or or maybe uh, sat in on a couple songs playing guitar. And you could start connecting dots a little bit, you know. Maybe some people didn't do that, but I certainly did. Well, and I don't know. There's just something about it. Yeah. I, I don't know where to go with you. So um, Pearl Jam was never my jam. But, no, no. John, you asked a good question about uh, what uh, turntable am I using right now. And right now it's the YouTube turntable. Uh, but I found actual recordings of records on YouTube. And you can, you can just look up, you know, any song, vinyl, and it'll come up. Oh, um, so you're, you're playing the – okay, I got you. Because I, I don't have – you have my record player right now, Eric. <laughs> uh, You'll so get it back Pearl soon. Uh, I know. Well, and here's the fun thing. So you, we were talking about, you know, 
records coming back and vinyl coming back and all that. And you're right. My, the reason I know about this, um, the, the, the place in Gross Point that sells records, um, the vinyl record place, Ripe Records in Detroit, um, they have a website. If you look up RIP Records in Detroit or Gross Point, um, you can find there and you can order stuff from them, um, I think, or at least call them up and say, ship me these. Um, it's, you know, 20, 30 bucks for a record, but it's right. in good shape and all that stuff. But anyways, the reason I know about this is that place is right around the corner from my brother's house. And gotcha. my, my nephew rides his bike over there all the time and will buy it into um, like hard rock and like hair bands and all this other stuff. But he's buying records from the yeah. store, basically keeping the guy open. Well Here's 11 things about vinyl records. Yeah, he may ship stuff out too, right? Uh, uh, no, number two. I'm sure. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I'm, like I said, I met him at the Hamtramck Music Festival, the owner of the Ripe Records, and he's, he's a great guy. He'll hook you okay. up. Okay. Number two out of 11 things you got to know about vinyl records. On average, okay. it is the younger generations, not nostalgic baby boomers, who are credited for bringing back vinyl or bringing vinyl back. About 50% of the vinyl record customers are younger than 35 and claim to find a unique experience in record listening and physical ownership. In other words, I think people are getting burned out with, you know, there's there's nothing, when you go buy, or I'm sorry, when you like, if you buy something that's like, like an electronic you, when you, song. When you, get the, when you get the service. There's nothing, it doesn't mean you get to use You get to use the song. Yeah, you get to use yeah. the song while you're listening to it and then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then maybe you can find it again. Maybe you can't. But when you own it on vinyl or like me, I've, I've got. Like yeah, it's like a collection thing again, you know? Yeah, it's it's that it's it's mine. I can listen to it whenever It's like I your, want. your can... Pez dispenser collection you have. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing. Well, here's the other thing. Um, my oldest is a big Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. And whatever most recent Taylor's version was also available on vinyl, and she bought it. Don't didn't you she, wake up like on Sundays and put like Bauhaus on and do put some ministry on and make some breakfast? Um, usually it was <laughs> um, it wasn't ministry because Jesus built my hot rod was never a good Sunday <laughs> song as much as right. I loved it. The kids didn't get a big kick out of the Jesus thing on Sunday. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so John actually knows stuff about turntables. All John right. Gale knows, and that's awesome. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is, is you can spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a turntable. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, yeah. Honest, honestly, I'm a, you know, $200 for a turntable, it's perfect. I just wanted to play the thing. You, you well, how spend many do you more still have your record collection? Yeah, I got probably, I'm down to about maybe 120 records. Yeah, okay. It's basically two um, uh, pineapple crates full. I got you. And I've got uh, three, four, almost five wine crates full of CDs. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, that was quite a nightmare. Um, bringing those you over left the house them. every week. No, I couldn't have. <laughs> Hell no, baby. You crazy. 
Uh, That's thousands of dollars of college money down the drain. Um, But no, but the thing is, is you're right that the younger ones are the ones who are buying the, the records. And I, I, I think there's something to it. I think there's, there's a certain point where you go, all right, well, do I want to borrow the song or do I want to own it? You know what I right, mean? Right. And have yeah. some tangible thing in front of me. And I think there's going to be some kind of uh, revolution or, or return to um, tangible items when it comes to music. Yeah. You know, as, as, as cool as these services are that you can, you know, pay 15 bucks a month and be able to listen to whatever the hell you want and, and find new things and whatever, but it's going to be more of a source of, Oh, information. Oh, that's that band. And you send me the thing that says, listen, you know, the, the picture of your screen from your car that's sh- cause you send those to me all the time. Yeah. Eric I'm does. driving if I hear me- something. Yeah he hears something cool and he takes a picture of the screen. He sends it to me. And then I listen to it at work and go in my Lambo. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have one of those. Um, (laughs) They're right next to your uh, cement testicles. Um, But uh, so we'll listen to those and and, and I'll listen to it. I'll go, yeah, that's cool. Or, Oh, that sucks or whatever. But either way, it's like that, that the, the service then opens the door to, the purchase of the record and what I, what I've been a big fan of and because I know a lot of different bands uh, in the Detroit area through my brother is, you know, they make their money selling. These are independent label guys. They make their money selling their records. They don't make money off of playing their stuff on the service. Right. 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 So if you hear them on the, on the service and you like them, Go by their, go to their website, go directly to that band's website because most of them have them and buy the music directly from the guys and put the money in the artist's pocket because those are the guys who are doing the creating. Those are the guys who are, you know, uh, leaving their families, some of them, for weeks at a time to go do a a mini tour around the Eastern seaboard or, or, you know, a Midwest tour of, you know, five states for, you know, 12 days. And, and do 20 shows. Sure. And, and, and you know, they got to pay for gas and all this other stuff. And they're doing this for a living. Yeah. And they're good at it. And most of them are really good at it. And it's bands you've never heard of. You know, how, like many, how many records do you, how many records do you think you lent out that never got back? Mm. Records? Yeah. Uh, probably 12. Yeah. CDs. I got a handful. Remember my buddy, uh, Frank, I'm not going to tell you his last name. His name was oh, Frank, Frank, and he's guy. like, yeah, I remember yeah. That. It was Camper Van Beethoven, Land Speed oh. Record, or no, Telephone Land Speed Record. Yeah, he's like, oh hey, can I can I borrow this? I don't know what he was trying to do with it. It was, it was years. This is like when we he were was kids. playing frisbee. He was playing yeah, frisbee. Well, do you think I ever got it back? No, no. Great, it was one of the best no. albums they put out. Jeez, it was nostalgic. Well, you know, and I think I learned my lesson with the records, and. uh I've only lost, uh, I've only lent out, I think there's two CDs that I'm missing. One of them is, uh, who's the gal that did All I Am? All I Am is what I am. And da, 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 da. she oh, married yeah. some famous guy. She married uh, Paul Edie, Simon. Edie, Brickell, Edie yeah, Brickell. She married Paul Simon, didn't she? Yeah, Edie Brickell. That, so. that album 
got lost. Yeah. And then there's one other one. Yeah. There's one other one that I think Eric still has. And it's one of my spitting nickels ones. It's possible. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't have any more of your dirty underwear, but maybe spitting nickels. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So what's going on here with uh, John and talking about the uh, uh, playlist and stuff. I see some commentary going back. No, he says he streams a little bit. I think he kind of, right? You know, you know. I think we all agree that uh, spitting a record on a Saturday afternoon with a bunch of guys, and you know, maybe watching a football game or whatever. I don't know, drinking some bourbon or scotch or something, and you know, it's probably more enjoyment in that than a lot of things. I'm, I'm honestly getting ready to toss my TV out. I'm just so burned out of the news and all the crap that's on TV. There's so much junk and commercials i don't even have cable i just get a feed out of my wall which is like 25 channels but i don't even, right. i mean I'm, I'm getting ready to toss the tv i can still get it on my computer but it just won't be in front of me anymore right music and book guy but uh you're right you're, you're right john that uh you know having the record in your hand means something there's something to it um and and honestly, the, the way I've always looked at these uh, services and things, because you know, you know me with, with cars, right, Eric? I got yeah you know, six, sixteen thousand of those things. Um, but every time you get a, a relatively decent one, like the the last used car I got was a couple years old, and uh, I got a pretty good deal on it. But they gave me the um, the whatever service that comes with your your new car. The the iHeart Radio extended warranty? No, no, the iHeart Radio thing. The the oh the, yeah, sa- satellite radio shit. Sirius Radio or XM? Yeah, some, one of those two things. And yeah. I never really care because I'm only going to use it for a little as as long as it's free because I'm not paying for that shit. Because yeah. you know I have a, a three mile drive to work, so there's no point in me. You know, I'll listen to NPR for all I care. Um, yeah, it's funny how you went from going across the country to uh, three miles away. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I think I think um, I gotta go uh, drain the lily. But um, well, let's let's wrap this up. We're over an hour, so I'm getting oh, burned yeah. out of talking for two hours. Oh, but you had uh, Black Pistol Fire. Oh, if you want to throw it on, throw it on, then go to the lead. Again, record. It's a vinyl. So it's crisp, right? Yeah. Just something to it. It's kind of reminds me of like a rival son or a, a black keys or a white Yeah, bread. it's got a little something to it. A little bit like the, uh, the witches. Um, so, here's what we're going to do. fade that out just for a second because i got to do this the tower the tower rapunzel rapunzel john we are we're trying to change formats a little bit bill was against uh outlines i need an outline so i have something to research so i have something to talk about but um bill's been kind of the i don't know he's been kind of the creator of the show for the last uh few months that's all right Um, we're we're gonna change the format a little bit get a little bit more Send out a little bit more information, more about kind of Detroit concerts and upcoming albums and maybe uh, 
you know, just odds and ends about music in general, things that you maybe not really think about. Um, but we like to make it a little bit eclectic, a little bit lighthearted, kind of fun. Right. And uh, open it up to, you know, if there's anything you want to kind of talk about, let us know and dial us up. You can jump on our show, you know. Well, and that's the other thing is, is um, we have we've got connections in the Detroit music scene. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say that, but, uh, we know people and at Detroit. some point. Yeah. Well, Eric loves Detroit. I love the Detroit music. hater. I never said that. <laughs> I just said, I no, like the say, music. You just don't park your car in the handicapped spot at McDonald's in Detroit. It'll end up in the, car in the anywhere pound. in Detroit. <laughs> that was a long story. It was a, why don't you tell your story, story, Bill? Just give us the cliff notes. What happened? Bill illegally parked in McDonald's. Nope. And got his car yanked and sent down to the impound yard. <laughs> now he hates my Detroit. Kid, <laughs> uh, my kid parked at McDonald's. Oh. Well, you with, could embellish uh, the story a little bit. The lease car. And basically, it, well, and there was no signage that was visible correctly <laughs> um, in order Probably to. Probably 200 bucks, notify. I bet. It's $350. How much? $350. Holy 350 cash. Well, of course. Um, so I was a little cheesed off about that. And there's actually a class action lawsuit against that towing company because it is illegal what they're doing. But anyways, oh. that's a whole different story. Um, I still do love the city uh, when it comes to the venues and the fun stuff to do down there. Um, it's, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a bad place. I have no problem walking around there at any given point, even though... Yeah, uh, 20 years ago, I don't know if it would be saying the same thing, but they've cleaned Detroit up. there more like, often. I was down there yeah, more often 20 years ago. I've been down there all my life, but I mean, mm-hmm. we both have. But what I'm saying is that 10 years ago, you're, or 20 years ago, you're a little bit more feared for your safety. But um, yeah, know, it was a little different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cadillac converters, the, the theft of Cadillac converters is a big thing. Yeah. They just oh, take the yeah. Sawzall and saw those things right off. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Oops. You can't, um, you can't park in the dark. Gotta park in the parking lot somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. This is uh new order corruption lies the final. Bill's got one of those electric cars, so I don't think there's much to saw off in the bottom. I don't know what No, I have no Cadillac converter. Uh, I have eight thousand dollars worth of batteries and the car's worth nine grand. <laughs> so hey, you know, you buy a used volt and you get a used volt. Hell yeah. I I got to tell you this, though, Eric. Um, I bought that car at the end of July last year. Yeah. Um, and it. How much is your it, electric, electric bill going up? It's like running a refrigerator. Seriously. Really? It's almost nothing. Oh, um, shit. But here, it, it's ridiculous. But the other part of this is um, I just put $20 of gas in it yesterday. Um, it's a nine gallon tank. I put in like seven and a half or eight gallons or something like that just yeah. because it's wintertime and it's cold. The engine will yeah. start when I start the car in the morning, it, the electric goes on, the engine turns on to provide me heat. Right. So I can, warm the batteries, up the car. The batteries go on, the battery goes on, the, the generator goes on. Right. Right. Heat, right. So since I bought that car in July, it is now, um, middle of January, towards the end of January, I've used less than 16 gallons of gas, and I've gone well over 2,000 miles. 
Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I, I'd never do anything different. Yeah. That's awesome. It's the greatest thing ever. So, so what uh, are they going to do with all these batteries when they start wearing out? They're not rechargeable. What do they do with them? Do they recycle them? Is there a way to recycle all these batteries? I think so. There's, there's a way to, to reclaim the, the, majority of the parts the lithium or whatever's left of the metals um, yeah the liquids that are in I, I don't i don't really know all about how the battery technology works but i would have to assume that there's a way to reclaim most of it and yeah. reuse it in some other way or just reuse it for a new battery somewhere else you know it's not like it, it it's just reconstituting a a, a a chemical reaction yeah, I don't know. Can I say something? You can say anything you like. I'm not exactly sure how many years it's been, but um, and I'm I'm completely against uh, the, the changing of some of these nostalgic kind of arenas and and music venues and stuff. But we have a an area oh, yes. here in, in the Detroit area. Um, well, it's probably forty minutes outside of Detroit, and it was originally called Pine Knob. And everybody, yeah. I'm, I'm 51, Bill's maybe 10, 20 years older than I am, but we all remember hey. Pine Knob. Hey. We all have <laughs> hey. we all have stories about Pine Knob, and they sold out for DTE, DTE Energy, and it was known for that for at least 20 years. Well, I think their contract ran out, and Pine Knob did not renew, is what I'm guessing. It's back okay. to Pine Knob. Hail Mary, thank God, hallelujah. I can't believe somebody went back to the original name instead of selling out to some stupid corporation that doesn't mean a damn thing. It's just like uh, Comerica Park and um, you know Ford Field. Ford Field, eh, I'm not even going to say it. I don't, I don't even agree with that. Um, oh, and then you got Little Caesars Arena. Who the hell right. is going to remember? Who's going to go, oh, God, I can't, can't believe all the great, you know, uh, times they had at Little Caesars Arena. Like, who really cares? Right. Like, the Red Wings had unlimited opportunities to name it whatever they want. Could be How Arena. It could be, um, and it should have been name? How. Yeah, and they named it Joe Little Lewis Caesars Arena. It used to be Joe Lewis. And they they basically said in so many words, everybody else is doing it, so we did it. That's what they said in so many words. Yeah. And I go, I just think it's a yep. bunch of crap. You know, who cares? Comerica Park. There's not even a Comerica around here. It's like, you know, I hope when Comerica Park, if, if, they're, yeah, if their here. contract runs out, they change it back to Tiger Stadium. So anybody else that's dealing with this kind of stuff. I'd rather they just call too. it, you know, monkey poo on a stick. I don't know. What about Bill Bill's Park? Bill? El yeah. Carpe? Uh, El Carpe's Park. El Carpe right, Park. Let's, let's, let's wrap up this shit show. Thanks, right, everybody, hey, for I listening. Just, I just threw Thanks, on Jill. Love Thanks, the Terrace Park, the vinyl version. But, you know, we should go out with this. We'll go out with this. Because, you know, we got to be silly. Thanks for sticking around, means, folks. It, yeah. All right, wrap this up, Bill. Come on, give us some closure. What, the hell, what, what is this, some Viking song? Yeah. It's the spam song. Money Python. See you, Jill. We'll flirt soon. I'll send you some more pictures. But it looks like I'm working. I do that of my mom's dog. Probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, 
I probably promise, promise. About 15 minutes of real, actual work. Yeah, I'm done with you. That's it? Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah. See you, John. See you, Jill. See you, Bill. Thanks for Adios, sticking around, folks. Ciao, man. Woo-hoo! Catch us uh, in a few days. We'll be right back on same channel, same time. Uh, Igor, would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde and I'll take the one in the tie then. Oh. <laughs>